tonight, uh, we're wrapping up this series we're doing called Dateable. The last three weeks, we've been talking about dating and sexuality and everything that goes along with that. And uh, so maybe some of you are like, thank goodness, because four weeks of this is long. And I don't like boys or I don't know. But um, again tonight, we're going to stay together, different than last week. Um, but we have a panel of leaders that are going to come up front. Um, what we're doing is to conserve time. We took questions that you all submitted last week. If you were here last week, girls and guys wrote questions. And uh, so girls, some of these may have been last week. I was not down there in the room with you. Um, but so leaders, would you come on up, Keith, Claire and Nathan, Breezy and Jan? Um, here's what I want to start with. So uh, maybe some of you have seen these videos already. About a month ago, um, Katie Jones told me about two great videos that she had seen and was like, students would love these. And I failed to play them last week, which would have been probably the best time to play them. So this guy has done a number of videos, but um, these are both called Who You Are. They're sort of identity videos. And uh, I remember unpacking this with Hannah Verboon a little last week, and she said, this whole topic is such an identity. Like, it really comes back to who we are and how we see ourselves. So much of dating comes out of that. We don't have time to show the whole thing, but uh, first of all, I made these two shortcuts. But uh, Timothy, go ahead and play that, the girls one. There's, I just took a first minute of it. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are funny. You're kind. You are unique. You are worthy of love and affection. You are never too much. And you are always enough. So Timothy, put back up those. Uh, I made these two shortcuts. I like to use this tiny.cc. You go to either of those, and the guy's one is the same guy, but he's like in a high school locker room. So guys, you should watch that sometime. Maybe you don't want a dude telling you good things about yourself. But thanks for sharing those, Katie. Like, seriously, good stuff. Here's what we did. I've, I've chosen some. These were all submitted by you last week. And uh, I'm going to start with Jan. So I asked these leaders to be on this panel, but then I sent them questions and said, will you tell me questions that you would like to answer? And so they've thought this out some. So um, that's good. This time always goes really fast, and I need to not talk so much. Last week I talked much. So real quick, I'm going to introduce, um, we have five leaders here. So Jan Delgard, she's married. Uh, how many years? 21. Wow. Keith Holt is next. Keith is married. I don't know how many years. 29. 29. Wow. 29. Um, and then uh, Nathan Brown, and next to him is his wife, Claire. Two years? Two years. Coming up on two. So they're married. So Nathan and Claire. And then finally, last but not least, is Breezy Jordan. Um, not married. Dating. Mostly a married panel. I'm married. Um, Breezy's dating. So... <laughs> And Nathan and, and Claire, yeah, I remember you guys got married here. I remember I was here at the building, and right after you got married, you were upstairs by my office, and you said hello to me, and you're looking snazzy, but that was just two years ago. I wanted Jan to start. I feel like these are great questions. So, um, Jan, these two sort of flow together. The two questions are this, what should we look for in a relationship, 
and how do you maintain a godly relationship, or what do you do in a godly relationship? So even let me start real quick to say, when I texted some of you students before we did this series at all, the number one thing I got back from both a, a few girls and a few guys was just like, what does a godly relationship look like? What does a Christian relationship look like? How is that perhaps different than the way my friends are dating who aren't Christians? Um, but so what should we look for in a relationship? What makes a relationship godly? What do you do in a godly relationship? Anything along those lines. So I'm going to have everybody do this. You can be my models. The triangle, I'm stealing this from Steve Maltemeyer if you haven't seen it. So if you do a triangle. Are we supposed to do this? Yes. Play along. <laughs> um, so this represents to me, and ever since I heard it at I Don't Remember Who's Wedding here at Brookside, um, it's helped me. And I think it's true whether you're dating, married, um, your family could be this angle, and it'll all make sense at the end. But as you're growing towards God, and this other person is growing towards God, you're getting closer together. Um, and the point is that you're growing. And so if you kind of flatten it out, so let's say um, you're not putting God first in your relationships, um, so let's kind of flatten that out, um, then if I'm putting this person first and he's putting me first, we're, nobody's growing. You're kind of in this cycle of yuck, and you're human, and so humans are going to let each other down once in a while. And so when you take God out of that equation, I think that's just kind of a good visual to remind you that you need to be growing towards God so that you're getting closer to each other, but you're also growing as a person too. Um, in some situations, you might find yourself in a relationship, whether it's friendship or at home or whatever, where you're kind of being selfish and putting yourself first, and maybe even this person's putting you first, and it could be fun for a couple of days. Um, but that gets really hard, too, because it puts a lot of pressure on you. Um, I think I experienced that when I was in high school and, and dated um, he was very happy putting me first, and I was very happy letting him put me first for a while. Um, but not just the boredom of it, but um, I wasn't growing, and there was no challenge for me to grow. Um, God wasn't in the equation, really. Um, we could kind of pretend and once in a while talk about God, but um, neither one of us was in the Bible, in the Word, or praying, or anything like that. Um, in the Bible, it says um, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, most heart mind, soul, strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And so that's given to us in order, put God first. And so um, at our house, we try our hardest to always put God first, and then we put each other second as man and wife. And then um, the kids come last, and that's really hard when you have kids, too, to throw them into the mix, too, because it's tempting to take care of them, especially when they're little. Um, so I think if you can kind of remember that, um, you're looking for someone in a relationship who's willing to put God first, just like you would be willing to put God first, so that you're challenged and you're pushed to grow and you're going towards, towards God. And so you're kind of meeting and getting closer together. Otherwise, there's just, I don't care what shape you do, it's just not going to work out very well. And so it'll kind of connect if we get to the media and society. I'll come back and maybe talk about that a little bit more, too. Yeah. That's great, though. It's a great start. Can I, can I interject something? Totally. All right. This yeah. isn't on the script. All right. So no. apparently, apparently we'll use geometry a lot tonight. We started with triangles. I'm going to go with just the line. Uh, as John was talking, it made me think about if we, you know, if we look where we are spiritually and just picture a line, the picture in the middle of that line is when someone comes to faith in Christ and say, 
I don't know what the scale would be. Say you go to minus 100, someone who's really, really far from God, not seeking God, all the way to someone who may be at 100 on the other end, and it really has an active, growing relationship with Christ, is both growing closer to Christ and going more and more like Christ. Um, think about the person that you might be dating or that you want to date, and are they someone who would help you go on that growth path that John, Jan talked about, someone who would help you, you know, move further this direction, or are they someone who would help you move further this direction? And, and it isn't that they necessarily have to be you know, far beyond you, because if that was the case, nobody would ever date. Because if you only dated someone who was more spiritually mature than you, or growing more than you, then that person wouldn't, and it would backfire. However, if it's someone that can help you to grow closer to Christ and become more like Christ, that would be something to, uh, to look for as well. Uh, well, not to, I'm going to go. I think that bleeds pretty well into the whole question that you sort of talked about or that you mentioned. And you guys asked this, three or four students asked this. Um, talk about is it, is it okay to date a non Christian? And uh, should you, shouldn't you? What does the Bible say about that? Or does that just apply to marriage? And so when it comes to dating, and that sort of bleeds into another question that was asked, which was at this age, what should our goal or purpose for dating be? So that was going to. I could easily flow into that, but speak. Yeah, yet. I saw a surprise question highlighted with my name on it, and that one there, so that's good. Oh, that's um, not one that you, So, So the question is, is it fine to date a non-Christian? And, and I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you're a non-Christian, it's perfectly fine to date a non-Christian. Um, good, that was, we were like, we all went, what? Did he what? Just say really? What is he all right, so, so last week, I asked my two girls who are high schoolers, Sophia and Amelia, who are here tonight, any advice for me? So they had this long list of things for me. One of them was not to joke because people would think I'm being serious. <laughs> <clears throat> Once again, they were proven right. Um, I think this question about it, should we, if, if we're a believer in Christ, should we date a non-Christian? If someone even asks that question, they're sort of acknowledging that they understand there's two groups of people in the world. There are those who have placed their faith in Christ and those who haven't. And, and that's true. People fall into those two categories. And, and I think if you look at Scripture and look at how Scripture describes those two groups of people and people who are in this group and they're no longer in this group, they're no longer non-Christians, but now they're Christians, the Bible gets really, really descriptive. I have four examples of that. In 2 Corinthians 5, Paul writes, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. And it says all things have become new, you know, both your values the things that are important to you, the things that, um, that you're going to want to pursue, all of that's become new. In Colossians, Paul writes three things in Colossians 1, 2, and 3. He says, first he says, you are alienated from God, but now you've been reconciled to God or brought close to God, and you've done that through Christ. There's a big difference between people who are alienated from God and how they think and how they act and those people who are uh, close to God or growing closer to God. Third example, he says, you were dead in your sins, but now you are alive in Christ. So big contrast there as well. And, and my point here is the huge difference between someone who's a believer in Christ and someone who isn't. And the last gets down to the things that we do. Paul wrote in uh, Colossians 3, he said, these are the things that you used to do. You used to walk in these ways and list all these evil things. He says, but now these are the things that you've been called to do. And, and you've been called to do it because now you're alive in Christ and you've been reconciled to God through Christ's sacrifice. So through all those things, the difference there, to the idea of you know, if I was to choose a best friend, 
and to say, I'm going to choose someone who doesn't care about God, someone who, you know, just their values are different than mine, that would be a really weird decision. And it wouldn't help me on this path of growing closer to God. And so to think not just a best friend, but to choose a girlfriend or a boyfriend who would do that same thing, I would think, hmm, I don't think you should do that. And if, if you do want to do that, you know, that, that causes me to question how important is growing closer to God to you? That's really good. It is, you know, so, you know maybe you're like, but it's so hard, I, but I really like this guy or something. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think what Keith is saying is really, you go, because some of you maybe go, I'm, yes, I'm a Christian, I like going to church, but you sort of, you know, maybe you start to go, but this guy in my life, which is greater? Maybe this crush on this guy, which is, I go, man, I really hope you start to go, my faith is going to be more important. My beliefs, my core beliefs in who God is is real, that he died for me, took my death penalty for me on the cross. Um, anyway, that's, you see that, because some of you go, you know, I don't care, I believe all this stuff, but what good is it if no one will date me? Like, I just, I want to be dateable, and that's, um, I mean, I remember high school, and you do maybe feel like all your friends are dating or something, so anyway, well said. Anything else, Any anybody else on that topic? If not, I'm, I'm going to go down to Breezy. Um, there's questions, you have the questions there, Breezy. Some of them, on, what makes a relationship healthy? Um, what's your best dating advice? We could all, I'd maybe answer this, and then I would like to get to Nathan and Claire but we'll maybe come back to some of these. I'd love for others of you to hear your best dating advice. Um, but then, Breezy, maybe work into number six there, too, if you want. You can answer the other two first, or whatever. You, you have a mic down there? You do, right? Yeah, yep, I'm ready. Um, the first one that Brad just said was, what makes a relationship healthy? I feel like we've talked about that a little bit, especially with the triangle. If you're growing close, both growing closer to God, obviously your relationship's going to be a lot healthier than not. Um, but as far as what makes a relationship healthy, uh, what I think about is, first I have to make sure that I myself am living a healthy lifestyle before I can even think about a relationship that would be healthy. There have been several times in my relationship, even with Aaron, that um, where I, uh, my relationship with Christ isn't growing, it's kind of stagnant. I've put other things before it, and when that happens, our relationship isn't growing either. Um, and I think about like a checklist that I often have my own life that I go through is just the first Corinthians um, 13 that you guys have all heard the love is patient love is kind one that goes through all the things that that love is supposed to be and that when I'm in this relationship um, I it's kind of a check for me like am I treating Aaron with kindness am I treating you know is our relationship um, is it based on um, is it based on kindness is it based on patience is it based on all of these things that um, that Paul writes about that are supposed to be uh, be happening in a relationship and like if my answer to those questions as I go through it are no like that's not what our relationship looks like like that's not that's not a healthy relationship and there have been times when that's happened um, and sometimes it's a communication issue where we have to talk through things and sometimes more, more often than not it's, it's an issue with me it's an issue with me and Jesus that we need to work out in order for my relationship with Aaron to be healthy you have anything else with that one you good okay um and then the next one, let's see, which one do you want me to answer next, Brad? Um, maybe let's Six. come back to what's <laughs> your best dating advice. My best dating advice. Um, let's come back to that. Come back to that one. Now, this other one is great. So somebody, uh, this was a girl question, 
If you and your significant other are on the same page and you have intentions of, of being together, I assume of staying together, then why wait? And I assume and Breezy assumed as we emailed some, I was sort of talking about like, sex and physical stuff. If, if we're on the same page, we love each other, we have intentions of staying together, why wait? Um, that's a big question. Definitely. That's an important question. Um, I guess the answer, the way that I have looked at this question in my own life, um, especially like why wait, is to really think about like God designed sex. Like he made it, he designed it, he designed it perfectly. Like it wasn't man-made, it wasn't just a bunch of people that came up with this idea that's like, oh, this is a good idea. Like no, it was designed by God. Like, um, and like I said, like he created it and he created it perfectly. And for me, um, and when he created it, he created it to be something that was, the parameter of that was between a woman and a man in marriage. Like, that's biblical, that's, that's what he designed it to be. Um, so for me to kind of, for me to think that I can put my own parameters on that and decide when it's okay and when it's not, is like me saying to God, you know what, I have a better idea. Like, this is a better idea for me. And so the, the thing that I always come back to when, when I've thought about this question, when I talk about this question with other people, when I think about this question, my own relationship is just like, do I trust that the parameters that God has on sex are better than my own thoughts and ideas on sex? Um, and if I really do trust that God has my best interest in mind, that he has, that he's thinking about my heart, he's thinking of protecting my heart, that he's thinking about protecting whoever I'm dating, their hearts, like, if I really do believe that that is, that God's doing this because he loves me and he's setting up these parameters that he loves me, like, it makes it easier for me to say, you know what, I trust you, God, like, I trust that this is worth waiting for because I trust that you have a better idea than I, than I could ever come up with. Um, totally agree. And I think that one thing that struck me about this question, too, is having intentions of being together, of staying together is awesome. And that definitely puts you on a path for a relationship that will be really honoring to God. Um, but like having intentions to do the dishes is really different from getting together 250 of your, your closest family and friends and promising before them and your parents and the Lord that you will do the dishes. <laughs> like That's just so different. Um, so, but until you have that level of commitment, it's not a promise. Um, it might be a promise. It might be your intentions. But until it's like declared before the Lord and before your family and before your partner, it's just your intentions. Um, and the thing with sex is that things happen that you just can't take back. Um, and you make promises and all of that with your body physically. And to do that with one person is a gift from God. And when you do that within marriage, like that's the promise that you're making because you've declared your intentions before everyone. Instead of just saying to each other, well, we plan to be together. Like that's my, that's my goal is for us to be together. Um, that being said, if you are in a different place um, and have maybe made decisions like that, what you regret or that you don't regret, it's important for you to hear tonight that there is still grace there. Um, and we still serve a loving and perfectly forgiving God and that's huge. And so if that's you, like, talk to your leaders, talk to one of us, because we're, we'll love to talk to you more about that. Um, but for others of you, don't cheapen that grace. 
because um, it is given to us freely, but don't hear that and then think, well, then I'll do what I want and ask for forgiveness, because um, that it really cheapens what we have in that gift of God. So I guess I would add to what Breezy said, and um, your intentions to be together are awesome, but it's different from being married before the Lord. So I, I agree with everything that Claire and Breezy said, and I want to move from geometry to algebra. <laughs> um, so wow. some, all right. So some of you are taking notes. So write write this on your note, please. Write a nine, and then write another nine, and then write a period, and then write several nines after that, and a percentage sign. And that's the number of relationships of high schoolers that will end sometime before you get married. <laughs> so even if they have intentions that they spoke of, you're, you're going to break up. Almost all your relationships are going to break up. So, regardless of your intentions, acknowledge, hmm, that's probably going to happen. So that should affect your perspective on what you do. It should affect your perspective on why you're dating as well. But remember, remember the math. And I think right alongside with that, even it, as an adult, there is so much research that shows us that couples who have premarital sex have a harder marriage or a marriage that ends um, in divorce or you know whatever other ending you can think of. Um, that would bring about a divorce. And the research is crazy because our society is not accepting that. And it's coming in, it's coming in, it's coming in, and people just ignore it because they don't want to see that. But I think it really does show us, like what Breezy said at the beginning, is that God's plan was perfect. And there was a reason that he told us to wait until you really are married um, to bring that part of your relationship to light um, because it was working. His plan is working better than our society's plan. And if you want to Google that, Google it, because the research is really impressive, but you're not going to see it on the news because it doesn't fit what we think it should. I feel like there are probably some of you out there who are like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, I'm in love. Or this person that I'm dating right now, they're like, they love Jesus, and that never happens. And, like, I'm finally in a relationship where, like, this is good. We both love Jesus, and we're both growing together, and... Like, we don't need to wait because we're both on the same track. And I feel like to that, I would just say people, like your relationships, they don't all break up because this guy was a jerk and this guy did something awful or this girl did this. Like, sometimes people, like, break up just because you guys are going two different directions. And not because some of you are like, you know what, my, the guy that I'm dating right now would never hurt me or would never do this or, you know what I mean? Like... But people break up not for those reasons, too. Sometimes they just break up because you're on a different track or God has a different plan for you. And so even if you think that things are great and things are wonderful and you're going to get married someday, sometimes you don't. And I don't mean that to discourage you because there are a few of you in here who, you know what, you might get married. And that's awesome. So I don't want to discourage that and I don't want to take away from that. But odds are, like, that a lot of you, your relationships, high school relationships, aren't going to make it. And you want to make sure that you... You save sex for, for that marriage and for that thing that's going to last a lifetime. It's hard. I remember when I was leading Tribe, another, we always had a couple leaders in the ministry that were high school sweethearts. But that is predominantly like a big statistic, and you guys, you guys know that. But it was always funny because the Johnses were like, we met at Gretna, and you know, we started dating at Gretna High School. We started dating Carrie and Michael Bailey or Millard South couple. Um, 
I want to throw in here too, again, I know maybe you go, this is hard just to hear that, or you guys, you say this so nonchalantly, like it's just easy to say, and um, very often, you know, too, we, um, we ask these, guys ask these questions, and we present it like, um, like you want a ruling, and we're like, here's the rule, or here's just, here's just the text. Very simple, it's just no. And again, we get, like, I know it's, it's not, a, it's just not easy. It's relationships are complicated, they're emotional. You do feel this connection. You're in high school. You have hormones going and all this stuff. But um, so again, hear us say, you know, like sometimes it's just easy for us to give the ruling. And certainly there is just like scripture says this and we're trying to give a teaching. Um, At the same time, we don't want to miss the heart. Like always there's too, there's a heart underneath. Again, I've, I've tried to say a lot. Like you look at the Ten Commandments even, like Jesus says, don't lie and don't commit adultery and don't steal. Um, but always, always, always underneath those, there's always a heart, there's a reason you steal, there's a reason you lie. You never, I've said this before, you never commit commandments two through ten without first, uh, like, uh, committing, uh, going against commandment number one. Like, you have other things we put before God, and so, um, my reputation is just, it trumps God, and so I'm going to lie to my parents, because I would never tell my parents that, I just couldn't, um, I feel attraction to this person, you know, back then, adultery, I don't know, like, why they didn't put fornication or sexual immorality in the Ten Commandments. I think people got married really, really young in Bible times. It was like, you hit teenage years, 13, 14, and you'd get married. But you have sexual attraction to somebody, but very, very quickly we go, this trumps everything. Like, I'm sorry, God, you're in my life, but so is Mike, and Mike's so dreamy. I just can't not think about Mike and his body, or I don't know. Um, and, uh, and so we make other things God, you guys, so, so often, you know people who have re- boyfriends or girlfriends in your school, and that person has become an idol to them, which is why there's so many relationships now when they break up. They're not just depressed, they're like, they're suicidal. And, uh, and again, that's easy, even that is like, you know, it's easy for me to say, it's not easy to go through a breakup, so don't hear us make like that, but um, keep that heart thing under, there's always a a sin beneath the sin, and something underneath the ruling. And so we're sort of giving you some of the black and white. Um, that was just one thing I wanted to mention. Nathan, I want you to, I wanted to go from that conversation to boundaries a little bit. Nathan, the one question I sort of brought to you was that a guy asked, just how do you get a girlfriend? So like, where do you start? This person also asked, how do you get the girl of your dreams? Um, we all have dreams. We all have an ideal of something. But I, maybe you want to share your story. But I also wanted to get to this. So Nathan, start here. The rest of us, I want to get to boundaries. So boundaries physically in a dating relationship, that is what's very gray in Scripture. So where's the line, right? You're like, okay, we're not supposed to have sex before we're married or something. So there's that, but is kissing okay? And what about other stuff? And so I think that is an important question. Whenever you start dating, it may be five years from now, um, at some time... Get clarity on that pretty quickly with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Where is, where is our line going to be physically? Nathan, um, you got a mic. Take it away. Um, the, I guess the best way to find the girl of your dreams or a girlfriend or a boyfriend is to start out as friends. And, you know, we call this the friend zone myth. Um, I came from the friend zone myth and married Claire. Uh, we, were, we were friends three years before we pursued a, uh, a relationship, um, a dating or courting relationship. And, um, Ooh, courting. So you had, big word. That's nice. That's yeah, yeah. Um, 
Chivalry. And it just, it's... What would you say courting is? Intentional in, dating? Intentional with dating like, with the result of marriage. With, not the result. Hopefully. Um, hopefully, but hopefully, right, Hopefully yeah. marrying... With the objective. Uh, with the objective <laughs> marrying at the end. Sorry. These lights are so bright. <laughs> I tell you what. Everybody's looking at me. Um, but it's... Going out with a group of friends, you really get to see who they are. You really get to see the real them, as opposed to going out on a blind date where you're one-on-one, -on -one, where you have to be on best behavior and you have to say all the right things so they hopefully ask you for a second date. <laughs> um, and, you know, as a group of friends, you know, you can go through ups and downs. You can see, um, you know, when the person is struggling and you can be there to support. That's one thing I really cherish about Claire and I's friendship before we started dating was, you know, I saw her struggle and was able to support her, and she saw me struggle and was able to support me. And then when it came time to, not when it came time, when I started having more and more feelings towards Claire, um, we sat down and had a very long conversation, um, really, of what we wanted our relationship to look like, um, where we, you know, the goals and what we hoped would um, become of this relationship, and we set very clear boundaries, um, physical boundaries, um, emotional boundaries, and... Would um, you mind sharing maybe what even those were? <laughs> maybe not. One thing that was big for us was that we did not want to see each other every single day. Um, coming from college campus, you know, you kind of pass and you see each other a lot. We had one cafeteria, so we probably saw each other every day at college, but, but when we started dating, Nathan had graduated, so he was back here in Omaha, and that summer I was here too, and when we decided to start dating, um, we didn't want things to get too close emotionally too fast, um, which I think happens a lot. So one of our boundaries was that we're not gonna see each other every single day of, the, every day of the week. We wanted to kind of pace that so that we were not, you know, one day casual friends and then close friends, and then, oh my gosh, we're ready to get married tomorrow. Um, but just kind of let that be a slow um, rise and that we were able to slowly grow our relationship um, from friends to romantically dating, you know, whatever you want to call that. Um, but that was one boundary that I think really did help us um, hmm. not become too attached too fast because until you are married, you really need to be separate um, and not live and die by this person. Once you're married you know, you come together and you're one family and you're one household. Um, but when you're dating, that hasn't happened yet. And we didn't want to fall into the traps that that can create. So that was one big Yeah, boundary. not to cue off, but like, so, you know, Keith gives this timeline sort of perspective. So you do, I think it's important to start to go, I'm 18 and 19, we're freshmen in college. That wasn't the case for you guys. But if you go, am I ready to get married tomorrow or next week or six months from now? Yes or no? And maybe for whatever reason, perhaps, you know, people can get married really young. But maybe you're going, I should probably be out of college first. I, sh I would, you know, sometimes, especially maybe the guy is afraid to commit, they say, and they wants to wait too long, and there's never maybe an ideal. But you want to go, at least, when could I, when could we realistically get married where we could support ourselves and at least pay for rent in an apartment or whatever? Well, if that's three or four years down the road, Claire, that's absolutely important. I mean, just that you're not like, you're spending every waking hour together, even in college or whatever. You're going to start moving really fast and because those, you and just... And those temptations are going right. to pile up and, and pretty so much to steal. sort of somehow make a timeline there, sort of, 
Again, not to say you can't see each other every day, but make sure those boundaries need to be set or because you know this has to last three years until we're married. And again, that can be hard, but I think it's really wise. Like, I just think that's again, it's very smart. Um, anyway, yeah. go many so, more. Uh, I didn't mean to take it away from you. No, just on the line on the lines of being friends. We were friends for you know three years, and we really got to know one another through that friendship, which, like I said earlier, made the the dating relationship a lot easier. The, I mean, there were still bumps and stuff along the way, but we kind of knew how to react towards each other and for each other um, in that. And um, and our families uh, really supported us, and um, that's kind of one thing that, I don't know, I'm kind of passionate about, is that the guys, if you really think that this is going to be a serious relationship, if you can see yourself marrying this person, you need to go talk to their families or to their father, um, somebody who has that role in that girl's life, um, and just A, get to know them, B, and B, let them know who you are and what your intentions are, and um, let them know that, that you're serious and that you're going to take care of her, and um, really go for their blessing. and. Um, Girls, if, if a guy's not willing to do that for you, then you really have to reevaluate reevaluate whether or not he's worth your time. And I had two boys, one who was in high school and one who was out of high school, who came to me before asking any of my daughters to go out. And we have a daughter who's older who's a couple years out of college. But two came to me to say, not together, separate, um, <laughs> to, to say, hey, we, we would like to date your daughter. And, and that spoke to me. A huge amount about those particular guys and I was sharing this story with a couple of friends of mine uh, shortly after it happened and they're like you're kidding guys came to you and asked if they could date your daughter I said yeah they said what do you say I said I told one no chance and the other one we said well yeah we'll see how it goes yeah they're one for one said, wow. or one on one, yeah, one so that's 50 percent um, but anyway guys I'm, I'm, but I'm absolutely serious guys think about doing that if, if there's a girl you're interested in dating Go talk to her father. You know, send him a Facebook message or somehow track him down and talk to him. That's, that's what happened. A Facebook message popped up. I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> I'd reiterate, I mean, I'm sure maybe some of you guys are so like, are you kidding? I can't even talk to the girl, let alone talk to her dad. Wow. Um, I had two relationships in high school that I, I was not ready for. And I don't, anyway, and it, they were fine. They weren't unhealthy. But when I got to college, I was just around a community of guys that we talked about this kind of thing. How can we honor the girls on campus? Um, yeah, just how, could, how can we, if we get into a dating relationship? I mean, my very first week of college, my friend Reed Peters and I said, hey, let's not play the freshman dating game, and let's commit, let's make a pact not to get into a dating relationship this year. Not only just the first six months, plenty of students go off to college, and they, like, either hook up or but start, like, dating almost right away. Um, and we were just like, let's not fall into that. But then when I started dating a girl in college, I just, she was from North Platte, Nebraska, couldn't see him, but I called him. And was it like scary and awkward? Maybe, but I think he was very, very honored that I took the time to do that. Um, at that point, I was in college, we were sort of on our own. Again, he was in North Platte. So like, could he have said no? I mean, I guess he could have, and I would have really had to go, okay, like this guy doesn't want me to date his daughter. Um, but uh, anyway, but I, and I even told him I want to be, like, pure. I want to, again, I haven't talked a lot about, I like the word sexual integrity, but I want to be, I want to remain chaste with your daughter. I want to be pure. I don't, I want to give you my word that we're not going to 
go down those paths. And so there was sort of accountability, like inwardly, just because I had told her dad that. Um, anyway, it's, it's not that hard, and it, and it means a lot to the girl, and it means a lot to her family. Anyway. It, it really helps your relationship with her family um, to where it can be kind of awkward to sit there with your girlfriend's dad while she's getting ready, um, and you're waiting, waiting. <laughs> And um, sorry. there's nothing biblically but, that says you have, to, you know, you should no, do this. No, there's not, but it... I just think it's... it. It's I mean, because it shows, it shows your girlfriend's dad that you're, you know, respectable and you show him respect, and that's really what they want, and it's... I mean, it just really helps... Our, and that's biblical. And um, it really helped my father-in-law and I's relationship, and, you know, we're good friends now, so... Um, anybody else, the rest of you, on boundaries... Um, I don't want to talk too much. I, I do want to say, oh, I'll get to you. Um, there's a couple that I'm marrying. I'm doing their wedding in five weeks, um, May 28th. And she is, uh, is a Oasis, former Oasis student. Um, they met in college. And she, when she started dating, I think pretty quickly she told guys, um, you won't kiss me until, at least on the lips, until our wedding day. And so a couple guys, I think, they're just scared away. I mean, and she was like, fine, I don't care if you... Are scared away? And then she met this guy, Ben, and she was like, told him, and he's like, I'm up for that. Like, you seem, you're just worth it. Like, absolutely. And so I'm marrying them. They have not kissed on the lips, and they will not until five weeks from, you know, now, um, May 28th. Now, he kisses her on the cheek, and um, now here's the, again, that's a boundary that Peyton said, I'm holding this up. And it was probably significant that the girl did it. I mean, the guy could have. Um, I want to be fair, though, here. I was in a, this girl that I mentioned in college sort of tried to do that. Um, eventually, we started holding hands, but I never kissed her. But here's what was hard for me. I would kiss, or kiss, I wouldn't kiss. I would hug other girls goodbye, like for the semester or for the year. They would just come give me a hug. But I wouldn't hug Hannah. And so that was sort of awkward. And so I honestly think to some, there's, I don't want to say it's a love language, but there's a f- affection is good, and God did give us affection. You know, like our bodies, we we have bodies for a reason, and I'm not saying you should practice going down other roads, um, but don't make that a law. Like, so I'm saying you could be in a dating relationship, and it could just get awkward because there's no affection there at all. Um, I heard one woman say, or her pastor told her, don't do anything that you wouldn't do, um, like. The, the phrase was on the steps of the rotunda, which was a, a place at the University of Virginia where they were going to school. So if you wouldn't do it here, this sort of favorite spot in public on campus, and she was like, well, we weren't going to take our clothes off, and we weren't, you know, so like, those things sort of set their boundaries. But even girls, maybe you go, I want to be pure, you know, like, others, like, we got to practice, or how do you know if I'm good sexually? I think you'll figure it out. Like, I really, once you get married... I don't think you're going to have a problem figuring it out. Now, again, you know, maybe you go, you're crazy, but um, we're almost out of time. Jack gave us till, uh, I guess we have less than three minutes. Any breezy dating advice? I didn't get to that. Anybody else? Best piece of dating advice? Final words here? I feel like Nathan already covered my best dating advice, so I'm a little disappointed, but it's just be friends first. I feel like so many girls and even guys are just like so excited to have that title of in a relationship that they jump into it without getting to know 
really what that guy or that girl's all about and how they act and whether or not they're the kind of person you want to be dating and you jump into that because you want, you want the title and then it takes you a while and then you know, a couple months down the road you're like, oh, maybe this wasn't a good idea and nobody likes to be in that situation. So just really getting to know each other in friend settings, seeing the way they interact with your friends, who they're friends with, um, what kind of person they are in different situations, like that stuff is really important. And it takes, it takes the friend zone and the friendship stage in order to figure it out. I would say wait for someone worth dating, which is exactly what Rizu was saying. And don't fall victim to the, I am however many years old and I haven't had a boyfriend or girlfriend yet, something's wrong with me. Um, because when it's the right time, God will bring someone into your life if that's his plan for you. And rushing in is just never going to work out. That's good to like, what is being dateable? Again, I, you're all dateable to somebody, but don't, um, I would say what Claire said, don't like think I'm not dateable because there's some guy out there that has the same values that you do. And um, it's sort of just finding that person. You may be 25, 20, you know, I think girls start to get frustrated. They're like, I'm 28 and why? And what is wrong with me? There is nothing wrong with you. Um, and honestly, I think, Tragically, things like pornography and other stuff is like wrecking men and male leadership in our culture and families. And so, um, guys, that's on us. But like we, you know, I hope that we're guys that want, that want to honor uh, a woman we date someday and want to treat women honorably and we see them as humans and all of that. I love Carrie Wilcox a year and a half ago said couples who pray together stay together. And uh, so... That's for married couples, but you, you said that. I think that's so true. Couples who pray together stay together. Um, you know, these guys sort of mentioned, though, too, when you're dating, maybe you've heard this, maybe praying can sort of get you to a place of, of sort of intimacy and spiritual intimacy that you're, just, you're still just dating or it's very new. And so even that, I don't, it's like weird to say don't pray together when you're dating, but just even that is maybe be cautious about about that. Donita, you were going to say like something earlier. I didn't mean to not get back to you. Just to remind us that we're in a fucking blind ignorance. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Thanks. Will you guys give these leaders a hand? Thanks, you guys. Um, Nobody wants to read a book on this topic, but um, I've been reading two for this whole series. I'll tell you what, I have this book here by a woman called Lauren Winter. She now teaches at Yale, I think, or Duke Divinity School. She's got a PhD. But this book is called Real Sex. It's the best book I've ever read on purity, on staying chaste, on what sex is really like. I'm not encouraging you to get it because nobody will get it, I'm sure. But I have it if you ever want to read it. Or maybe you do want to buy a book on sex, but... Um, there's resources out there. You guys continue to talk about this in small groups or not. Let me say this. This is the last week of small groups. So next week is senior night, and we won't go to small groups, so keep that in mind. Thanks. Thanks.